0: Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Back on our regular scheduled Thursday morning time. Sorry about last week. Like I said, I was low under the weather. Feeling a lot better this week, even though it's 90 degrees out and humid. I'm a winter guy. You know, I hate the heat, but uh. <clears throat> there is going to be a lot of heat this uh, this weekend with the UFC 264 trilogy happening. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Um, going to talk a little bit about Conor, but you know we are going to give our our UFC picks at the end of the show as well. I suggest not going to DraftKings or FanDuel and using my picks because I'm most likely going to be one for five, and probably the one is going to be the the lucky one that i get right but uh before we get into the show head over to staytunesports.net that way you can follow all of our social media accounts on our right hand side there facebook twitter all that stuff um i know i said i was gonna live tweet bare knuckle but i'm definitely gonna do it this weekend with all the fights because even the prelim cards um look to be pretty good as well um Also, up top there on on the the Stay Tuned Sports uh, website is our merch tab. You know, if you want... uh, I think I got a couple hats on there. Um, T-shirts, hoodies. may do some of the accessories soon. You know, like uh, phone covers and things of that nature. And also, uh, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash STSports in case, you know, if you... It's another way to... Um, show your support with the show. Um, you go over there and buy me a beer, whether you know whatever it's a, a dollar or however much you want to donate. If you don't want to pay twenty dollars for a nice T-shirt, either way, I appreciate it for the the support. Um, and I want to get this out there now. Um, if you guys have been following me uh, over on Twitter and Facebook, I announced uh, yesterday, Wednesday. <coughs> That we are going to be starting a new segment, uh, a mailbag segment. So you guys could call this this number I'm, I'm about to give you. Um, leave your name, where you're from, and whether it's a comment or a question, sports related or any anything. I'll answer any questions. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm cool like that. Um, and then you guys begin, you know, be able to hear yourselves on the show. So make sure you uh, give six one two S T S chat. You can't get much easier than that that's the phone number right there and in case i'm not sure how to spell out the sts chat on the phone it's 612-787-2428 so anytime don't matter what time it is you want to call make sure you leave a message and then uh i'll play it on the air on the, the the following episode so kicking off the show uh You know, we'd like to normally talk about our boys over there at Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series. They were off last week for the 4th of July, but they are back this week at the Twin Ring Motega. And, I mean, again, being that they weren't racing last week, there's not too much to follow up on. Other than, there's only two races left before the championship race. Uh, the, the, uh, The chase, I should say. Um... And it's a very tight battle for the last two spots. Uh, As of right now, Jamar Dumas and Matt Cherry are on the outside looking in. And they're both roughly 23 points and 29 points respectively out of the chase. Um, I believe it's Ben Adams and Doug Neal are um, in ninth and 10th spot. Obviously the top 10 racers in points will be locked into the the chase but if you win a race you're automatically locked in so some of those 10 spots for the points get eliminated there already have been i believe like seven uh racers that have won a race so pretty much there's only three spots two or three spots left that you can clinch by points or you know like i said again um by winning a race so it's definitely gonna be an interesting race, and like I've been doing all season, give my three racers to watch for this upcoming race Friday night over on YouTube, Three ytv TV. Peter Short and Drew Heis- Eisenman are your hosts. Really good guys, um, very entertaining to listen to and, and to watch uh, the race. So my three racers to watch, obviously, Jamar Dumas, Match Area, my first two. Um, like I just said before, they're both uh, both twenty three and twenty nine points out all they need is a bad finish by Doug Neal or Ben Adams and they have a decent finish they can move up closer like I said there's two races or if they get lucky and they win a race they're locked in Um, then my third racer is Jeff Price now he has a little bit tougher road to get into the chase here i mean pretty much it looks like it's gonna boil down to he's gonna need a a win to get in there because he's 40 points behind the 10th spot um something like that i would assume he would need something like uh two bad finishes from the the ninth and or 10th spot and him have two decent finishes to get in there by points but if you could just win one he's in so make sure you guys head over Friday night over on YouTube 3YTV the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. I'm always in the chat. Make sure you guys are active in the chat. Maybe you know, if I if I see there's enough action in the chat the chat, maybe there'll be a giveaway. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. Yay! So a little baseball talk. Um, especially with the All-Star game coming up. You know, I've been seeing about this player for a couple weeks now. I'm gaining some momentum here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Shohei Otane from the Los Angeles Angels. He's a pitcher. Okay, now, you're probably like, Jimbo, why are you talking about a pitcher? You know, he's not no Garrett Cole or, you know, one of the bigger, more dominant pitchers consistently. Well, the thing is, him playing in the NL, NL, the National League. He also has to bat too. He leads the league in home runs. When is the last time you heard any type of thing like that where a pitcher is leading something in hitting, whether it's batting average, home runs, hits, whatever? You just don't. And a lot of comparisons are being made between him and Babe Ruth. Now, he also, this uh, past week, has been named uh, a pitcher for the All-Star as well as a hitter. So he's the first player in over a century to have that happen. To have, you know, be be voted in by, you know, for two different positions. So I want to, like, really look into it and, and see what exactly he's beating, like, as far as records, or uh, he's on pace for, or, you know, things, things of that, because if you're being compared to Babe Ruth, one of the the greatest baseball players ever to play, you know, that's, that's quite an, an accomplishment, um, like I said, he leads the league in home runs, I mean, and he has 31 home runs, okay, let's, let's not forget that, you know, it's not like he's hitting one here or one there, he's, I think I just saw before we came on to record, his last 47 games, he has 31 home runs. That's impressive as a pitcher because, again, you're only only playing five games. or uh, You're only pitching once every five days. And how often do you go play AL? So he's he's the DH when they go to um, American League uh, stadiums. Um, Until this year, no player... Ever hit 30 homers and made 10 starts on the mound in the same year. He has a through 81 games, so he's on pace for well. Now he's on pace for 62 home runs with 20 starts. And again, Babe Ruth didn't even do that. The thing, too, and this this is um, the interesting part and the curiosity of me to see if he could keep it, the momentum going. He's not a new player. He's been around. Um, he's played 347 career games. With you know, between hitting and pitching, he has a higher slugging percentage than Babe Ruth. Also, he's hitting like Willie Mays, and he's pitching like Roger Clemens. If you if you compare their stats, he's actually better than both of them. Now, when Babe Ruth played, you know, some of the quotes I saw from him um, when I was reading this one article they asked Ruth, why did you give up hitting and why did you give up pitching he said, uh, he deserves to be in the outfield, that that's where he should be, he can't, you know, he couldn't take it, the, the pitching every day, this and that I have seen some sports writers out there saying that if um, Shohei doesn't change how he plays, it's gonna ruin him. You know, basically, they want him to pick either pitching or play the field so that way he could, he could be a batter. Here's my thing about that let the kid go. You know, um, the Los Angeles manager or Los Angeles manager was talking to reporters and said, it's been a long time, something like along the lines, it's been a long time that he's seen a player like this kid where he just enjoying playing the game. He's not worried about contracts. He's not worried about records to break or what his brand looks like. He just loves playing the game. And that's what one thing baseball is missing is that joy to play the game. You know, Mike Trout, for the Angels, enjoys playing the game. Granted, he, he cashed in this past offseason with the big contract. But if you watch this kid play, you could see it, it's almost like a little leaguer playing all over again. Very excited, you know, eccentric whenever he hits a home run. He's not no, you know, I'm just going to trot down first baseline, and, you know. Be all bored and things like that. And at some point... Another reason why I bring up about this story is... At some point, you really have to... Put him in the lead for the MVP race right now. Because again, as a pitcher, he's leading the league in home runs. I mean, that should take precedent over... Any record that the the... Batters that are in the MVP race are doing right now. You know, what's the home run record? Like 70, 75 or something like that? Like in the 70s? He's on pace for 62. He gets a couple, one or two good weeks. He could be on pace to break the record. And as long as he doesn't get popped, steroid free. We haven't had that since the steroid era. And then, you know, with all the, the pitching on top of it he could break all kinds of records this year and I will go on record and say that he's probably better than Babe Ruth he's on pace right now I believe to be better than Babe Ruth and if you want to change my mind give the MailBay a call make sure you call seven two. I'm sorry, 612 STS chat if you think I'm wrong tell me why if, if you have a good enough argument, I have no problem saying, you know what, hey, you got a good point. But as of right now, I don't see a better player in baseball than him. So UFC 264 is this weekend. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. <clears throat> and... I want to talk a little bit about what Dana White said about Conor in our segment, Combat Corner, which is sponsored by BetAngles. Live scores, odds, and the best expert picks every day. Start with it today at BetAngles.com So you may want to go over there to see what their odds are, you know, what, who they're picking for the fight card here, because like I said, it's, it's a pretty cool fight card, I believe. I think it's going to be a very entertaining night. But Dana White was... Quote it in saying that if Conor McGregor Wins This fight And then goes on to fight Charles Oliveira For the belt and wins it He should go down as The greatest of all time And I have a problem with that Surprise surprise Um, Here's the thing Now Take a step back here Daniel White did say whoever wins this fight Is going to fight Charles Oliveira For the title next So this is number one contender fight. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. For Dana White to say that if Conor wins this and wins against Charles Oliveira, he's the greatest of all time, it's really stretching. it. He's doing his best. Dana White's doing his best to keep Conor McGregor name out there. Okay? I mean, Conor's always going to be in the UFC news, he's always going to talk himself into fights. But Dana's trying to take a step further and trying to keep him in that title talk, I think, of two reasons. One, because he knows he's a big pay per view draw. But he's also hoping, I believe, that if Connor gets the belt, he could do the rematch with um, the Eagle. Who made Connor tap out? Uh, what, three years ago, whatever it was? And the thing about Connor, too, is he only has one win since 2016. And that win was against Cowboy Cerrone, who was about three years past his prime. He lost to Habib. He lost to Poirier last time. I mean, granted. The pandemic didn't help with um, setting up fights. Even though that little spat between him and Dana, where Connor wants to fight Diego Sanchez, which would have been a mass murder, and I you know I understood why Dana wanted to hold off because he didn't want to book him without fans. But here is my thing about Connor with this coming weekend. Um. Now, one, there's speculation that if Conor loses against Poirier, he may want to try to do the trilogy fight against Nate Diaz. And again, I could see Nate Diaz beating him there. He, Conor barely beat Diaz the, the second time around. And Conor, I, I think, I don't think that fire's there anymore. I just don't think... That Conor that used to come in and say, oh, I'm going to knock this guy out in the first round, or I'm going to knock this guy out in the third round, and, and follow through with it, I don't think he's there. That's why I could see Dustin Poitier pulling off the win, pulling off the upset. I mean, anybody that basically fights Conor is going to be an underdog because it's Conor freaking McGregor. And if you really look at Conor's record, since 2015, three of his the guys he fought... And won against were guys that were past their prime you know Chad Mendez was a good fight for him on short notice Jose Aldo sorry uh, you know he wasn't the man he used to be you know it just you know Cowboy Cerrone uh, you know it's just the quality of fighters in the past few years that Connor has fought don't match up to championship style fighters and you're starting to see that now you know Eddie Alvarez Conor was right in his prime when Eddie was you know slowing down just a little bit you know I think and that's why he was able to just run right through Eddie but Conor the only thing I could see helping Conor win this weekend is he, he does care about his legacy. He wants to leave a championship legacy with his name on it. Unless it's a dominant uh, fight for Connor. If he loses this, he's going to start losing star power very quickly. And we, we, we started to see with Jorge Masvidal um, before the. Uh, Kamar Usman fight. You're gonna start seeing him losing that that shininess to him. He, he you know, still pull the pay per view buys in, but everybody's just gonna be like, eh. All right, it's Connor. He's probably gonna lose again unless he fights uh Diego Sanchez. Yeah, it's Connor. You know, he should he should win this one. But I mean, I, I'll I'll admit it. I put my money on Connor. I put my $10 I only have for this week. Um, I put it on him, hoping he wins, but I will not be surprised if Dustin Poirier pulls off the upset and really starts making Conor think about his future. Yes, I said it. Conor will not be a gatekeeper. You will not see that. I think he's too prideful for that. And I don't think he deserves it. But I, I think he has enough money... From selling proper twelve and doing all these other business adventures, that he's set for life. He don't need the fight game. He likes fighting, but he don't need it. And I think that's what's really holding him back from getting back to how he was in his younger years. So to finish off the show, uh, coming to our UFC two hundred and sixty four Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier rematch. The trilogy picks. Decent card, I believe. Um, like I said, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor's main event. Co main event, Gilbert Burns versus Steven Thompson. Heavyweight bout between Ty Toavesa versus Greg Hardy. You guys already know who I'm going to pick for that one. Or do you? <laughs> uh, before that one, we have a women's weight uh, fight between Irene Aldana. Versus Iana Kunitskaya. And then kicking off the card. A weight. My boy Sean O'Malley. Versus Chris Motinho. Um, now Sean was supposed to. Sugar Shane was supposed to. I don't know why I said Sean. <laughs> Shane. Um, Sugar Shane was supposed to fight. Smolka. But something happened. And he had a pull out. Uh, about a week ago. And Chris stepped right in. <clears throat> now obviously you guys know I'm a Sugar Shane fan I, I, I thought for a while there he was the next Conor McGregor um, constantly knocking people out very unorthodox fighting style you never know what, where the kicks are coming from and then just start getting injured uh, tested positive for I believe weed or something so he, he got suspended now he's been back for about a year year and a half now Um Marlon Vera was his last loss. Which wasn't the last fight, it was the fight before, where uh O'Malley still had some injury issues, but his last fight with he won with a nasty, nasty knockout. Almost lost it though, because he knocked the guy out, didn't go for the finish. Allowed the guy to, to um, regain his composure, and then I believe the following rounds when he knocked him out with a very decisive exclamation point to the win. Um, so obviously I'm going with him because Chris Motino making his debut, injury-prone aside, O'Malley is a very talented fighter, and for you guys for them to throw Chris right in there, I mean kudos to him for stepping up and taking the fight. Um, It would be a very big surprise to me if Chris does win, but taking Sugar Shane here. Um, after that, we have the women's bantamweight fight: Irene Adana versus Jana Kunitskia. I'm going with Jana here. Uh, she's four and one in her last five fights. Likes to wrestle, and I think that's where she's going to end up taking it to the ground. I think Irene is like three and two in her last five. So, you know, I think Yana's going to be looking to really um, move up the ladder here with a a win over Irene. Then we have a heavyweight fight tied to Evasa versus Greg Hardy. You guys all know how I feel about Greg Hardy. Um, Every time he has a fight, I pretty much go against him just because of his past with uh, being abusive towards women and all that stupid shit he did in the NFL. Well kind of throwing a curveball here. I'm, I'm actually going with Greg Hardy this this time around. Um, he's 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. But the thing is, I think he's quicker than Tua Vesa. They're both powerful heavyweights, so you, I, I don't think this is going to go to decision. If it goes to decision, by the time the third round comes, I think it's just going to be a sloppy mess. And it's going to be just not entertaining to watch. So I'm hoping for a knockout here. I think Greg Hardy's going to win, but I will not be upset if Tua Vasa knocks out Greg Hardy. Then the co event, we have Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. Gilbert Burns coming off his loss from Kamar Usman in the title fight. Stephen Thompson kind of back on a roll here with a couple wins. I'm actually going to go with Stephen Thompson here. Um... Gilbert Burns only got that title shot because of Jorge Masvidal's negotiation talks falling through for the the title fight against Usman. Um, And he's fought equal competition of Steven Thompson, but I just think Thompson's style is a little bit better than Gilbert Burns being pretty much a striker. Um, I mean, he's, he's good at, you know, Other aspects of his game, but he just likes to knock people out. And I think Stephen Thompson, with his karate style, will be able to keep him at bay and uh, pick up a win here. Then, like I said a little bit earlier, um, the main event: Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Going with Conor McGregor here. I think his last fight against Dustin Poirier, he took lightly. You know, I think he was still thinking it was the same Dustin Poirier from 2014. And I'm hoping with the loss, it opened his eyes. Like, wait a second, these these guys are starting to evolve and, and catch up to how you know how good I was back then. I got to start evolving myself. Um, so I think he's more motivated, and I think he knows his legacy is at stake. And it's like you know, you put you back a dog into a corner. What's going to happen? He, he, he's going to snap out and come charging at you. I think, and I'm hoping. That's what happens to Connor this weekend. He knows he's backed into a corner with his legacy. If he don't win, the legacy is going to take a hit. So that is our corner, um, our combat corner segment, sponsored by BetAngles. Live scores, odds, and the best expert picks every day. Start winning today at BetAngles.com. So I think that's going to be it for this week. Um, like I said, as far as, you know, my UFC 264 picks. If you don't like them, you got a couple days before uh, UFC 264, which is on Saturday. Give the Stay Tuned Sports Mailbag a call. Six one two STS chat. Give me your opinion about what you think about my picks, or you can give me your picks, and I'll you know I'll shoot you shoot you out there. Give you a, a little shout out. Also, also head over to www. a coffee dot com slash ST sports as well as our stay tuned sports.net website to show your support. All our social media accounts are on the right hand side there of our website. So that way you want to make sure you follow them that way UFC 264 when I'm live tweeting, we could, re- uh, we could interact here. So, um, so till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.